Welcome back to another episode of the Online Course Elevator Podcast. I am your host, Joshua Lyon, and today I want to do something I haven't done yet, which is talk about some of the mistakes that I made in my very first attempt with online courses. This was really kind of a thrown together project that I worked on, and I was actually helping a friend of a friend. This was long before I knew a whole lot about online courses, and they approached me knowing that I had a marketing background and asking if I could help. And so, of course, I said, sure, uh, any new project that sounds exciting, you know, I would jump at. And so it was probably about a year of us working on this course and just trying to get something out there. It was uh, we went down many different roads, many different attempts at marketing it and promoting it. But ultimately, it just failed. It just plopped. And that's okay because, you know, I went on to do other online courses and really got to see what does make an online course successful. But I think I have some really great insights on just what made us fail, what our biggest mistakes were, and how I would go back and fix those now if I had the chance. So I want to take you through the three biggest mistakes that I think we made and how I kind of would fix those uh, in today's episode. Have you launched an amazing online course, but you're completely lost on how to scale? Welcome to the Online Course Elevator Podcast, where we explore the strategies for taking online courses to seven figures and higher. I'm your host, Joshua Lyon. Okay, let's get started with the first big mistake, numero uno, and that is that we spent a lot of money on a platform rather than an experience and uh, marketing. (laughs) So it's so easy to look at the online course space and listen to other people talk about platforms and, oh, this one has all these things you can do. This one works the best. and, And this one is really, really powerful. And that's all great. And, and that's what we fell into as well. We were looking for that right platform to make the sales happen. And at the time, it was ClickFunnels. And so we spent, and if any of you have used ClickFunnels, you know that it's, it's a really powerful tool if you know how to use it, but it's also really expensive. And so my partner had a limited budget and we decided to spend a good chunk of that on ClickFunnels. And it just didn't do anything for us. We didn't make any sales because we had ClickFunnels. We actually wasted a lot of money. And the way that I think about this is you have to think about the perspective from the student. From our perspective as the course creator and the business operator, we're looking at this this tool, this platform, like a shiny new toy. It's a brand new car or, you know, it's going to fix these problems. And that's great on the back end, but on the front end for our customer experience, if that is not good, if they're not connecting with you, if you're not spending your money uh, in a way that helps you grow your marketing and your your community, then it's kind of like putting a Maserati engine 
into a 99 Honda Civic that's been beat to crap and smoked in uh, for its entire life. That makes sense. You know, you've got a, this really nice engine, you've got this really nice piece of technology, but the experience that the actual user is getting is not very good. And I see this happen a lot, actually. Um, I see a lot of platforms or people using platforms that are really good and really powerful, but they haven't put the time and energy into their marketing and their copy and their, their experience with their users. And so if I could go back, I would probably, I mean, even Kajabi would be, which is a big investment, even Kajabi is cheaper than ClickFunnels. If I could go back, I probably would use something like Kajabi, but I probably wouldn't start with something like Kajabi. I would probably start with just a WordPress or a Squarespace page, um, really focus on you know delivering value there, uh, maybe create some lead magnets and some different things people could download and, and really kind of build that community first and give people a reason to come there. And then I could switch the domains at any time and give everyone access to their, you know, what they already had. And uh, yeah, actually have a platform for the course when it was actually time to launch. So that is one thing I would change. I would not buy an expensive, shiny platform uh, when I haven't even built up a community or a following yet. Okay, mistake number two, which is we built the course before we built the audience. And this is a huge mistake that I see a lot of course creators make, and it leads to a lot of doubts and it leads to a lot of insecurity. But we spend a lot of time writing, recording, and editing this course, which was a, was a very religious kind of course focused towards parents, um, kind of helping them raise their children in a religious household. And so we spent all this time editing it and, and building this course that we had not done any research on. We had not connected with the audience who was going to buy it. We had not asked questions about their pain points or, or what problems they were trying to solve. And so we sold nothing. We spent all of that time and we sold nothing. And then we spent money on advertising and we still sold nothing. And so if you spend money on advertising and providing your advertising set up well, and you still sell nothing, then you definitely don't have anything. And you definitely need to go back uh, to kind of a beta group situation. You need to do some research. You need to find where these people are spending their time and you need to get in there and you need to engage with them. You need to ask them questions. You need to look at the issues that they're talking about or posting about or whatever that is, if it's in a Facebook group or it's a, a subreddit or it's a forum somewhere, you know, you need to figure out what issues these people are having and uh, then engage with them and ask things like, how can those be solved? What are you looking for? What would help you? Because those questions are necessary to making sure that you build a product that people actually want. Now, you may not get it right the first time, and that's okay. But if I could go back, I would have joined Facebook groups for religious parents or, or families or raise, raising kids in religious homes. I would have done searches for forums and found other places that people are talking. 
I would have engaged with those people in the environment that they're spending time in, in a place that they already feel like they can share and that they trust others. And I would have engaged and asked questions. And then I might've even gone to some churches and asked if we could put on talks for parents about raising their kids in a religious household and then giving them something for free if they gave us their email or agreed to join our list. And so I really would have tried to get engaged with that community before I built something. And uh, it's just something, you know, we thought, okay, we've got this idea. We, we know the steps we're going to teach. We're, we're going to go ahead and make it. And a lot of people get stuck in that trap because it makes sense in our minds, but it's not the actual product development process where you go through R&D and then you do testing and then you optimize and then you go through R&D and you do testing and you optimize and then you release something. And so that's number two is, is we built the product before we even knew if it was something people wanted. So the third biggest mistake that I felt like we made is we didn't seek out a coach or a mentor to help us through this process. While I had a marketing background and that's why my friend approached me in the beginning, I had never done anything in the online course space. In fact, I didn't even know much about the online course space at the time. I didn't have these virtual mentors that I listened to their podcast then. I didn't have Jacques Hopkins and Jono Petrohilos and Graham Cochran to to go and, and listen to and get some inspiration or, or some insight into what I should be doing. And so we really floundered a lot. We tried a lot of different things. We, we went all over the place and we got nowhere. And so if I could go back, I would definitely seek out a coach or mentor because I think it's a huge advantage to have somebody who really understands the process and can check off the boxes and say, okay, you're here, you skip this step, we need to go back and do this first. And so doing it DIY is great, but one of the biggest issues is that you're going to have information overwhelm. There are a million opinions out there, there are a million people putting out ideas about how something should be done, and you're going to swim in that ocean of information and probably not be sure which direction you should take. And so a mentor or a coach is really good about uh, looking at you, looking at the product that you have and understanding because of their experience where you can take it and kind of peering into the future and actually seeing where you might have some more success. The other thing that I think is important is for them to understand the foundations of the process of your product. It's kind of like an architect looking at plans for a house. They should be able to tell where there are going to be structural difficulties uh, or issues with that house before it even gets built. And so having that coach or mentor to, to guide you a little bit, to ask you questions, to really dig into your plan and find out what you've covered and what you haven't can be a huge, massive help uh, to your course business. So those are the three biggest mistakes that I feel like I made with my first course business. And, you know, I wouldn't trade that experience for anything because we really learn more from failure than we do from success. And, I, you know, I got to go on and build another business and grow that to over seven figures. 
and really see what success looked like in this course space. And that's what I really want you to walk away from this episode with, which is knowing that you can build a successful business in this space. You can become wealthy. You can impact other people's lives with this type of business. And that people do want what you're teaching and they want to learn from you. You just have to figure out the best way that you communicate, the process that you need to take your students through for the best success for them. And then you need to figure out what foundational steps you have to put together or that maybe you have skipped uh, in order to make sure that that business will run. Okay, that's all I've got for you today. I hope this has been an insightful episode for you. And I hope that maybe it sheds some light on some things you might want to clarify or you might want to improve in your course business. If you enjoyed this track, you can check out the artist Mountaineer on Upbeat. The track title is Check It Out.